parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? <laughs> now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Sue, late in his career, is going to have his first Super Bowl title. Now, no wonder they want to call the Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Brady. One more snap, would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't the tampa bay buccaneers have a second super bowl title in franchise history and tom brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to mahomes does he no. even though you're looking at the greatest right there. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting somewhat near me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff, and I will bring him on here momentarily. But if you've been listening to us at all recently, you know that Justin and I have been playing NCAA Football 14 on Xbox 360. Justin and I are co-coaching, co-managing a dynasty. We started with the Florida Atlantic Owls a few weeks ago. We are not doing great. We are one and four, but hey, you know, it's baby steps, building blocks, everything. Um, you know, it, it takes time. It takes time. And that's what we're in the middle of doing. So, of course, my camera over there isn't working yet, so I'll work on that. But, Justin, um, what do you think about our progress to date? 
Well, we got a win last week, so that was good. And then we followed it up by losing again. Uh, but, as we want to do. Right. As as we go against North Texas, I'm a little I'm a little nervous uh, for this one. But, yeah, I think it, it was good to get that win out of the way last week. Yeah, I'm glad we're, we no longer have zero victories <laughs> under our belt because that is embarrassing. Uh, but it would be nice to get maybe victory number two here this evening. Uh, this week, I am on offense, you are on defense, and we're starting on the road at North Texas who are 4-1 and one on the season. Um, we're here in week 8 of the, the game. This is our sixth game in week 8 of the... Because we had the double bye. Right, yeah, we had the double bye. Awkward, weird, um, you know. But it is what it is. We're going to get rolling. And during the show this evening, we're going to be talking Philly sports, which may be painful. March Madness, which was entertaining, but in the end, I don't think ended the way we necessarily wanted to. And we might mention something about the Masters, although that's going to be more on you than on me because I'm not a huge golf guy. Yeah, and so. I, watched, I, I say I watched a bunch. I watched it all, off and on at various times today, so, so kind of corresponding with the weather. All right, so now that the intros are in order and I got the camera working, Justin and I are going to switch spots, and I'm going to take over the Florida Atlantic offense while Justin and I talk about sports. That's the point of this show, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. All right, so here we go. Game six, Florida Atlantic at North Texas. Um, so, Justin, what sports topic do you want to start with? Well, nice. Oh, great. A flag, of course. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's quick talk Masters just because I don't okay, know yeah, very yeah, much yeah. about we that. that oh, it was, it was defensive? Was it defensive, Clipper, they said? Or are they just asking North Texas where they want what they want to do? They might have just been doing that. Yeah, because uh, we got it at the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so just it doesn't really matter because I'm on offense the whole game, but I changed from multiple to spread. No, no, yeah. Might as well. Might as well. Um, so when we... For the Masters, uh, started out on Thursday. Well, first of all, um, they played the last Masters five months ago because 2020, right? So oh, right, that's right. It wasn't right. canceled. So they, they, it was they played it in November, November right? Right. So um, Dustin Johnson won, and he shot 20 under. Right. So the Masters. Hey, there we go. There we go. Oh, nice, nice run, nice run. <laughs> Um, so, you know, lots of people were expecting, like, really low scores and everything, but the course plays completely different uh, in April. In April versus November? Right. So, um, uh, minus 10 won, and definitely won. First Japanese-born player to win. To ever win a major, let alone the Masters. Um, kind of cool, I think maybe a decade ago now. He was the low amateur, I think, at the 2011 Masters. Um, so there are certain amateurs in the field, and the winner of that gets recognized as well. And he won that award um, a decade or so ago. That's he, cool. Do they ever won. say how many people have done both? Um, I don't know that it's many. I'll, I'll try and look it up on my phone. But um, it, it can't be that many. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's a really good question. That would make a great video. 
Um, so yeah, it is really cool. Um, I was kind of pulling for him. He had so he had a four-stroke lead going into the day. There were some ups and downs, and on 16, yeah. So on hole 16, he. Um, well, no, wait. I'm sorry. It might have been 15. Yeah, I know it was um, near the end. It was the last right. few holes. Yeah, so, like, he bogeyed one, and the guy birdied one, and so, like, next thing you know, he had a four-shot lead with, like, four holes to go, and with three holes left, it was two. Yeah, so that would, it would have been 15. But then on 16, um, it kind of slips, and he actually, the guy he was going with who um, had pulled within two, got a triple bogey because he put his first shot in the water. Um and so that was kind of the end of that. Although, he did, like, bogey last hole, but he, he was kind of, he had a shot to play with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he didn't have to um, go out and, and bury the last hole or anything. But, yeah, I was happy for him. I think now, I think it is seven of eight people who have had a four-stroke lead going into the last round have won. Um, I would hope so. Right. But, professionals I mean, and but, all. But it's crazy, man. Like, you saw in this, like, next thing you know, like, he had a four-stroke lead with four to go, and then he has a two-stroke lead with three to go. You know, yeah. like, and then it, it, that guy actually, who had been in second place, fell all the way to third at that point. Um, nice. Great start. Great start. Um, so, yeah. It, it was exciting. I'm happy for him. Um, I thought someone brought up a really good point that, like, if you were like, oh, it's the Masters without Tiger, but they're like, it's not how it's traditionally been without Tiger. Because this is one of those where it was known all along that it was going to be without Tiger. You know, like, it wasn't like, oh, is he going to compete? Is he going to compete? And he doesn't. It's yeah. just that he straight up isn't there, and everyone knew he wasn't going to be there. Oh, gosh, I kicked it out of bounds. Yes, I know, Brad. So, um, it's a great starting point to begin their drive. Absolutely, I don't know what's going on with that camera. Constantly frozen, so we're just gonna have to roll without it. Not sure why that's happening, but that's okay. People are here to watch the game, so we'll show the game and talk. But, um, yeah, so Masters over. Um, not a lot of drama. Uh, a little bit, like you mentioned at the end, but overall, it wasn't as big. I think as people had wanted to, it wasn't as exciting. I feel like people also get super excited when someone is just dominating, like what the first time Tiger won. Well, that's yes, yes, and and that's what it's fun to see. And he had a stretch yesterday, um, after the rain delay, where he was just lights out, and it was just incredible. I mean, he was just like pinpoint accuracy. They talked about how the field had gotten a little, um, how it had gotten softer, so people could be more aggressive and, and so forth. And but it was it was just fascinating to see him play yesterday. Nice. That, yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. So besides the Masters, a few days after, well, actually, the night after our last show that evening. When I went upstairs and you left, um, one of the greatest March Madness basketball oh games gosh, ever. Yes. yes. So, yes. Um, Gonzaga against UCLA. You know, UCLA, the, a huge underdog, the 11 seed, had to play in the first four. 
Um, here they are in the final four with the potential to uh, go to the championship game. Hang tight. It goes into overtime. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bed. Thankfully, when I got up to bed, I was like, you know what? I probably should pull this up on my phone and watch. And I'm super glad I did because... I, I believe your text to me was, what did I just watch? Or yeah. something like that. Like, that was unbelievable. Oh, shoot. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that was that was an incredible game. Um, like the way he hit that shot, and then like UCLA, and then the guy just come down. I love that they didn't call timeout; that they just like let him play. Two point three seconds. Oh my gosh! Go, go! No, he fell. <laughs> We're just trading interceptions here. I'm gonna try to be a little bit better and capitalize off this one now. But yeah, I, I texted you. What did I just watch? Because I wasn't sure if you had watched it or not. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. Um, so it was really cool. It was an incredible game, and this might be some of my bias, but also I'll, I'll kind of lay out the reason. I feel like the Villanova. Um, UNC game championship game a few years ago was a quote-unquote better game in the sense that you had North Carolina and the shot that North Carolina hit to send it to the game at 74 was absolutely absurd that three-pointer like double triple clutch shot kind of thing Come on. but then the shot you know that Villanova hits it and it's in the championship game Right. Not that it takes anything away from the Gonzaga No, I'm game, with you. I'm with you. But I kind of feel like it does. <laughs> you know, like... But it uh, does. <laughs> especially because they didn't win the championship then. So if they go on to win the championship, I don't right. think it, it takes away it as matter, much. Yeah, it matters more. But, like, because that Villanova shot at the buzzer... Nice. Because that Villanova shot, like, was for the national championship, I... I, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with now, you. I, I root for Villanova. So like now I was rooting for Gonzaga too, but like yeah, so I, was I. I would I would consider myself a Villanova fan. Not not like a diehard, but like a fan. Um I wouldn't consider myself a Gonzaga fan, but I was I was rooting for them. Right. Um, but no, singly, like that game was outstanding. It, it was It was fun to watch, that's oh, for oh sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was it was the most fun I had watching a college basketball game in, in a while. Like um, it, it was really cool. It, it was, was really better cool. than anything we got last year. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, uh, but then, like you mentioned, though, Gonzaga goes and kind of gets beat up pretty badly by Baylor. Like, it was, it was a joke, but it's not really a joke. How, like, Baylor's guards, like, work out with the football team kind of thing. Like, they just, they play bully ball, man. They, they did whatever they wanted. Um, and so it was interesting. I heard this conversation, like, did Gonzaga choke? And somebody goes, I don't know. Like, I feel like Baylor was just a better team. Right. Now, who were Baylor's two losses to? Because they were, like, 28-2 or something they, like that. They might have lost to Oklahoma State once. Okay. And I'm not exactly sure. Um, but, and they were scheduled to play in the regular season. They were scheduled to play... Um, that might have gone out of bounds, too. Nope. nope, you're good. Okay. Um, they were scheduled to play Gonzaga. Big hit, baby. 
Well, this defense has got to be proud of what they've been able to do in this football game so far. There we go. Let's get a screen capture of that. One yard, two interceptions so far. Amazing. And we'll give up a touchdown on this play. Uh, this this exact play. Let's see if he can shake off that pick that he tossed last time. One general rule in any game is to hold on to the ball. If you're in the negative in the turnover department, your chances of winning decrease exponentially. Throws it. And oh, nice breakup. Nice breakup. Couldn't, uh, 0 for 4, two interceptions. Their quarterbacks 0 for 4, two interceptions. They love to see it. They're running our old offense. <laughs> so, yeah, so Masters, March Madness. And congratulations to Baylor. I don't have anything Oh, my gosh, them. they played great. And you know what? Great job by them. Great job by them to come out. Like, you think about, and this is the coach that took over in the worst of times. Like, the worst of times. They had a player murder another player. Now, this is like almost two decades ago now. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a but while ago now. Murder another player, and then the coach got in trouble for helping to try and cover it up. Like, it doesn't get much worse yeah, than I'm that. Yeah, I'm not sure how it gets any worse than that. Throws it to the hat back on the screen. And he's tackled. Yeah. You so, want to do punt return? Three yards. You can do punt return. Okay, okay. Um, so... We ran a tournament challenge, you know, March Madness bracket challenge that we do every year. We unfortunately, uh, like everyone, missed it last year, but we were back this year. We had, I think, thirty-seven or thirty-eight brackets. You know, over twenty-five people. Yeah, I was I was impressed with how many brackets. We yeah, had this because year. there was like no one like thirty-six hours before we started. We had like six total, and you know, one of them was mine. Well, to be honest, like I felt like this year, especially for me too, I was in a spot where, like, I felt like I didn't do my brackets. Like, sometimes I'm doing them, like, on that Monday. You know, like, when, when they come out that Sunday night. Right. There we go. Good field position. Okay. 70 seconds to go. But, yeah, so we ended up getting a, a lot. It was a lot of fun. For the first time ever, no one predicted Baylor. Yeah, No one picked the champion. So it made uh, things a little bit interesting. But still, because Gonzaga made the championship, anyone that had Gonzaga in the title game got a bunch of points. Um, and that is what ended up um, getting the win for um, our pretty routine listener, um, almost weekly. Uh, John Rogers is the, the champion uh, this year, so congratulations to John. I already mailed him his shirt. He's part of the Massachusetts crew that listens to us. Um, and I haven't uh, yet discussed with him about coming on the show, um, which I'm sure we'll be forced to talk about the New England sports scenes and probably the Patriots in particular. Um, but we'll figure that out um, when we can find a date that works. Um, but thanks to John for not only playing uh, and being a listener, but also for all the stuff he's done of late for Oh. Um, sending some vintage trade cards to my daughters to open uh, b- baseball and uh, what's that? Yeah, you think, uh, but John sent baseball and uh, football cards like from the 70s and 80s for my daughters to open for Natalie and Haley to open oh he dropped it uh, but, yeah, so John Rogers is our champ. Um, I think I finished, like, fourth or something like that. I can't recall exactly. Um, 
but I had a really good year. My biggest thing was Houston being upset by, well, to me, upset by Baylor. I picked Houston to win it all, so that that was a little sucky for me, but uh, what do you want me to do? Should I just kick it since we're up so much? I would kick it here, like, especially because you gained a few yards, but that's just me because you make it a three-possession game. Should I see if I can draw them off sides? Yeah, actually. Because we can call timeouts. Yeah, so. Just make sure you call timeout before the clock runs down, not the play What, like three seconds? Yeah, whatever. It's fine. So I don't, this is not necessarily an exhaustive list, but Jack Nicholas won low amateur title in 1960, but he also won a record six Masters titles. Yeah, well, that would be one. Pretty good company. Field goals. I don't. I don't like kicking field goals. There we go. There we go. Three possession lead at halftime. Uh, you're gonna start here. There's an upset on the horizon. There's an upset on the horizon. Let's hope. Let's hope. So very excited about that. But uh, thanks to everyone that played in the tournament challenge. We always had a lot of fun. Um, I know your dad pl placed two brackets in the top like eight or something like that. Um, I think my dad was 10. Um, uh, my nephew, Logan, tied for second, I believe it was. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I have the full post up on the Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, make sure you search and like the Joe Mays and J-Raff show on there. Um, you can watch streams past and present and uh, get updates like that. So, unfortunately, now we have to talk about Philly sports. Um, the Flyers blew it today. I was actually watching the game, which I don't get to do that often. I tuned in with almost the entire third period, and with three minutes and 40 seconds to play, they were winning 3-2. to two. Now, you probably know how it ended, Justin, but what would you think the outcome would be if there was less than four minutes to play and your team is winning by one? At worst, I would expect four to three, like, overtime loss, maybe. So they lost 5-3. to three. Yes, the Flyers lost 5-3 to three despite being up by a goal with three and a half minutes, to, well, three minutes and 40 seconds to play. Sliding. To amateur. To, to five yards short. <laughs> um, oh, oh, wait, sorry. I, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot. So, I got all mixed up because he slid. <laughs> so the Flyers lost 5-3. to three. They... The uh, Sabres, who are, I believe, the worst team in the National Hockey League. Sorry, I didn't know he was going to get that block, or I would have kind of kind of I just don't want to screw it up. So, <laughs> so the Sabres are the worst team in hockey, and the Flyers lost to them for the third time this year. Yes, the Flyers beat them five times, but they lost three times to the worst team in hockey. Today, blowing a goal lead and losing by two with under four minutes to play. Yeah, that, that's like hard to do. That's hard right, to it do. is hard to do. To a bad team. It would be one thing to do that to a, to a good team, but it's hard to do that to a bad team. So if there's any chance of the Flyers being buyers, I assume that's gone out the window. It should have. Uh, I don't know if there'll be sellers or not, but um, Fletcher's got to figure it out because the trade deadline is tomorrow at like 3 or 4 o'clock. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
But yeah, the Flyers are like 19 and 16 with some, you know, some overtime losses there. Um, they've definitely underachieved. They're outside of the playoffs right now. I think the odds of them making the playoffs are not great. Throw the ball! I think... No, the one thing that makes me most mad about this game is the defensive backs that can make amazing interceptions. Yes. That one pisses me off the most. The next thing is when you're telling the quarterback to throw and he's not throwing. Right. Like what just happened there. <sighs> it was frustrating. Um, but, yeah, so Flyers... A wasted season, abbreviated season, but still sucky and wasted. Anything to add about the Flyers? No, like, I just, it's disappointing. Um, I don't know, I don't know what to, like, talk it up to. It's a weird year, I know that. It's a weird year for everybody. You know what I mean? Like not just not just the Flyers. Well, like the Canucks haven't played a game in like a month. Yeah, because what? Like two thirds of their they team. They had uh, basically their entire team <laughs> had uh, had COVID. Yeah, so. not like exposed, like like had it. actually had it, right? So, yeah, it's uh, another weird season, another weird year, but. Um, yeah, so uh, I didn't. I had this up briefly earlier, but I want to bring it up and mention it now. Thank you again to our sponsors at May Sandwich Shop and the Small Player Big Play app, and Bruce Badgley and everything that he does for um, youth and scholastic sports. If uh, you haven't downloaded the app, make sure you do that on the Apple or Google Play app stores. And if you're interested or in the West Lawn, Pennsylvania area, check out May Sandwich Shop at OrderMays.com. So. Flyers, crappy year, couldn't build off the momentum that part of the season last year looked like they were building something. Uh, let's go to the Sixers next. Uh, and again, you're probably going to have to take the lead more so on this. Okay. But I, like some nights the Sixers look unstoppable. Yes. And, and honestly, they fit decent. But the loss to New Orleans the other night was unacceptable. Yeah, what was that about? Now, we talked a little bit about this last week. One of the keys to the Sixers, I think, is ending up, if they could somehow hold on to the one seed and then end up with the Bucks and Nets in the 2-3 and you they play each other, that would be huge. Um, because then, in theory, you only have to beat the Bucks or the Nets in the playoffs. Right. The Nets, who got smoked. By destroyed the by the Lakers without with, their like top with, three players. Yes, without their top three players. Now I know Harden is out for the Nets and Kyrie got ejected, but a player for Dennis Schroeder got ejected for the Lakers too. And while he's not one of their top, he, while he's not their top player or top two player, normally he is one near the top right now um, because LeBron and AD are both out. So like, yeah, I. I'm not sold that the Nets are an all-time great team. Offensively, they are. Like offensively, they're 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 really great. But I don't know. Like it's going to be crazy because like I don't know if there's a team that can stop if Harden, Durant, Kyrie are all healthy. 
I don't know there's, there's a team that can defend all three of them. But I don't know. Like, Kyrie will play defense. If KD plays defense, but KD, like, Harden does not. Right. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. But I, I'm not, like, the key to the Sixers is, I it's just, it's always going to come down to health. And specifically but, for yeah. Simmons and Embiid. Embiid and yeah. they, need, they need the guys like uh, Green and uh, Seth Curry to hit nice. Inside the ten. Very nice. All right, we're moving in the right direction. Guys, they need those guys to hit their shots, and if they are hitting their shots, I think the Sixers could win the East. I don't know that they're favored because the Nets, Nets are stacked, man. You look at the Nets; that could be like, like it's all All Stars, <laughs> not all, but they have a ton of All Stars. Make it even better when we beat them. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Eastern Conference Finals sweep them too. Four four zero. Yeah, I I know. I, it's it comes down to Embiid. Like Embiid, Embiid at his best is one of the best players in the NBA. Like I'm talking like top handful because he's just so unique. We have as many first downs as they have yards. That's that's a good that's a good game. Probably gonna win. Probably gonna win. If that happens. Yes. So, not to cut off the Sixers talk, but this game, to me, mimics real life when you're like, how did this happen to us? Because North Texas was 4-1. We were 1-4. We weren't really even in the four losses. No. And I don't know. like maybe the, games, the games that were closest were against the actual good teams. With the good teams, yeah. So, like, if I'm a North Texas fan, like, I'm furious. Like, because this has happened to Penn State before. I was going like, to say, how do you, you know lose what this is? Game? This is Penn State, Michigan State, like. Yeah, in this, uh, 2017 yes. and 2018. And, like, see, everything that North Texas is doing wrong is exactly what was happening to us in the, our four losses. So, maybe we can keep up momentum and have our first undefeated uh, show, our first undefeated episode. I have no idea who we play next and where it's at. The other game we won, Middle Tennessee State, was that on the road, too? Have we lost every game at home? I think so. He wants it all. Pick. Oh! So, it was just interesting because I was thinking that. I was like, we beat North Texas. They're 4-1. Everyone, you know, they already talked. The commentators talked about an upset, you know? What are you going to do? Yeah, our our records were, like, flipped. <laughs> They'd only yeah. lost once. We only won once. So, but... It's it's fun to have like the Sixers. Not I mean the Sixers have been in it the last few years, so it's not really that new. It just kind of feels no, like this year's up in the air. Right. Like, and like I don't know if I'm if I'm rating teams like the best teams in basketball like by tiers. Right. If, if we're gonna go like tier one. I feel I could make an argument for them to be in tier one, but I don't know. Like I feel like they're kind of in between tier one and tier two. Um, you know what I mean? Like, well, so who is in tier one then? So, well, this is crazy because maybe not right now, but like the healthy Lakers are are tier one. The Nets I would put in tier one just based on pure possibilities, but like you haven't seen it necessarily yet. You know what I mean? Like. So that's a little bit like with the Lakers, we saw it last year and parts of this year. Like they're really good. Um, I'd put Utah there right now because they're just lights out. I know the Sixers beat them last time they played, um, and I think they only played them twice this year, and the home team won each game. 
But when we played out there, we were without Embiid. I, I don't know if we were without Embiid when we played in here. We might have been. Uh, but I, I just think the Sixers at their best are are pretty good. Yeah, they're they're low one upper right, two. But, so so basically, so I'd put those three teams in the top. Oh, and, and, no I think, and I think the Sixers. You could make an argument where the Sixers aren't as good as any of those teams, but not like worlds behind, but not not as good as any of those teams. Whereas if you go to the second tier, you start talking about like the Suns and the Sixers and you know just some of those teams. Yeah, I think this, you can make an argument that the Sixers are the best of that second tier. You know, sure. like so. But you look at it if if LeBron and AD aren't healthy, the Lakers aren't winning. I shouldn't say if LeBron's not healthy, the Lakers are not winning a championship. Right. If he and AD are both healthy. Like I feel like they have to be the favorite, um, but it'll be interesting. And what what's interesting is if they get hurt, like if, if they're out for a while yet, this year the seven through ten seeds play in a play. Right, a play. So like they have to like they can fall because if the Lakers are the sixth seed, for example, is anyone going to be like, oh, they're the sixth seed, but LeBron and AD are both healthy and coming back? Is anyone going to be like, oh yeah? You know, they, you know, you're not taking them? No, that would be ridiculous. So, um, Denver is very interesting out west as well. Um, <laughs> that was definitely a horse talk. Yeah, it was. they scratching their heads right now. They know they have to go back to work and go back to work in the herd. Well, the coaches are going to want to go back to work, and the players are not going to want to show up in the film room. They're going to be hiding after this performance. This was embarrassing. Both teams are playing out the stretch here. You want to get experience for guys who normally don't get in the game and try to avoid So, Phillies. So we're, uh, you know, a week plus into the baseball season. The, the Phillies started off really strong, sweeping the Braves uh, in a three-game set. Then they took, uh, what, two out of three from the Mets? No, they, they took one out of three from the Mets. Right? They only took one. No, took two out of three. Did they take two? They were yeah. five and one. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. So they were five and one. Um, now they're in Atlanta to take on the Braves again, and they lost the first two. To drop to five and three, but when we, right before we came down here, you had just gotten here, and we were watching uh, the game, and we were talking about how how cool would it be if Didi hit a home run right here. We left the room to get a drink and came back down to Didi rounding the bases. Uh, so the, the Phillies took the lead over the Braves when we came down here. Um, you know, about eight fifteen or so, eight oh, twenty. No. What ha- what? Matt Kimmon? Is yeah. he our running back? Is yeah. he number three? Yeah. Yeah, dislocated ankle. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and currently the Phillies are beating the Braves 6-5. to five Oh, really? It was 5-5 five five when I last saw. It's 6-5 in the bottom of the sixth. Oh, so. gosh. Be, it, this, I know it's not silly. It was so early in the season. It'll be big, though. You don't want to get swept. And if you beat them this well, one, you, you, you've won four out of your first six with them. That would be big. Um... Like these two teams do. Like, I look at it though, like, alright, um, Friday night's loss was bad. He got kind of smoked in that one. Last night's loss was bad because um, they just made a mistake that, like, like a run in. Like, 
pitcher looked the wrong way, and that's frustrating, you know. But I don't know. I can run with B.J. Emmons. Yeah, yeah, he's doing just fine. So, um, but like, I I think they're off to a good start. Like it, the everybody said all like all off season uh, and at the end of the season, NLEs are going to beat up on each other. And guess what they're doing? They're beating up, up on, on each, each other. other. Like that's, that's what happens. You just got to stay in it, right? You're not gonna. Nobody's winning a hundred games in that the, in that division. You know, no one's probably even gonna sniff it. Victory! Shutout! Shutout! Shut Convincing yeah. victory! That's what I like. That was fun. That, that was a lot that of was fun. A good one. That was good. That was good. We're working our way towards bowl eligibility. Oh, we got a recruit too. We got a, oh, nice. a, a uh, I think three star, but hey, a, a sixty-five overall outside linebacker. Um, so it's interesting to me that through the first week of the season, when the Phillies were five and one. I, I just I question the starting rotation. I know everyone was qu- questioning the bullpen because of last year, but I felt like w- there was nowhere to go but up right. for the well, bullpen. I, I told you last week, other than the Dodgers, the Phillies led in more games than any other team but the Dodgers last year. Yeah. And they didn't even make the playoffs because the bullpen was that bad. Oh, God, we're at Auburn. <laughs> oh, um, well, glad we got that win in North Texas then. Yeah. So, my my question coming into the season was starting pitching. The first week, that looked pretty good. Right. Uh, bullpen was incredible. But, and, but they were winning in spite of their offense, who weren't putting up a lot of runs. And that's, I mean, you mentioned, like, the mistakes. But I feel like that's what's caught up to them recently. They've not been able to put up enough when they're starting pitching or their bullpen is average. Right. The right. offense needs to get it together if they want to have any shot at right. um, challenging in the NLE. But like you said, it's super early. Right. I'm happy that the Phillies are above 500. I'm happy that they're competing with the teams that are expected to be better than them. Yeah. You know, get back to me once we're 54 games in. You know, you're a third right. of the way it's through. Like, what do we say? Memorial Day. Let's look at it Memorial Day. That's when That's when it starts getting your attention. No, it has my attention the whole time. But you know what I mean? Like... That's when it should start grabbing your attention. Once we're in June, um, so yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm happy that baseball is back. Oh my like, gosh, I love for it. real. Like I, I feel like last year didn't it. even happen. You right. know? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am great. I am so excited to have it back. Like, oh man. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. So, um, and Alec Bohm looks good. Oh, he looks great. Should have won Rookie of the Year. He should have won up here the year. Um, so it's just it's just fun to have relevant baseball. Hopefully that doesn't change. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just fun. Right, exactly. That's what you want out of uh, out of sports. That's what they're supposed to be, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, let's see. I'm not used to having so little points for recruiting either. That really oh, throws yeah, me yeah. off. Yeah. Um, what skills do you want to upgrade for the offensive defensive coordinator? What are our options? Uh, so defensive coordinator, we can do a second um, getting off blocks, stopping the run, um, pass rush, or healthy and fatigue less. I do getting off blocks, honestly. 
Okay. Now we the next time we are up and we can do yeah. any of these other ones. All right, and then offensive coordinator, uh, healthy and fatigue or ball security. Ball. Security. Yeah, I agree. Now we can start. So that's good. So next next upgrades, we can really start to to make a name for our coordinators and and our head coach and us. All right, we're ready to take on Auburn. Oh, they're only three and four. Yeah, but they're ranked. Oh man. No, not anymore. They're not. They were. Okay. Um, so they have us by four on offense and eleven on defense. Oh, oh boy. Good, great, grand, wonderful. Give it a shot. Oh yeah, I should see what uniform options we have. So we have to wear white. Should I put white pants on? Should we go all white? Yes, we should. That's what you like, huh? I do. With white socks. Yep. And white cleats. White and team color cleats. Yeah. Is there all white? Yeah. There you go. Here we go. Oh, I want oh, I want Nike. Oh well. Alright, we're gonna go with the all white look. So we head down to Auburn. So you're good with the multiple D, right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. good. Alright. We well, got a lot of zone defense in that last game. Hey, but it worked. worked it worked. So we don't really have the guys to match up. Yeah, this is gonna Texas, be let alone in this game. I mean I know Auburn's only three and four, but it's an SEC team. Yeah, they're three and four but a heck of a lot better than us. So. Yeah, we're two and four, so right. I'd like to be three and four getting out of this game. Says we're on the road again, right? We are on the road. Yeah, that's right. We're on the. Road. We can't win at home. We're road warriors. So, anything else in the sports world? I guess we could talk a little bit more NFL draft. Like, I, I, that's what I was going to go to next. Yeah. Um, so I'll be mad if the Dolphins don't get Jamar Chase. Okay, what's going to happen at three? So one is Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. Yeah. Two is probably Zach Wilson to the Jets. I agree. Three is where the Dolphins, well, it was the Texans, but that was traded to Dolphins in their trade years ago. And then the Dolphins traded with the 49ers. So the 49ers are up. They have to be taking a quarterback. Hi, everybody. And for the longest time, people were just debating, is it going to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance? And now all of a sudden, the betting favorite is Mac Jones. Right. So, which is... Like, it's crazy to me just to think, like, a year ago, like, no one was talking about him. This happens every year. Um, it's just amazing to me that it could come this far. But, again, like, it happened with Burrow. Like, Burrow was a nobody until last year, and he looked the part in the NFL for the little bit we got to see of him. Unfortunately, he got injured. Um, you want me to kick? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, I mean, I don't know. It's tough for me because of such the quick rise um, and the limited sample size. But we mentioned over the last few weeks when we talked NFL Draft that the only reason he wasn't the starter at Bama earlier is because of who else was there. Right, exactly. And that, that's how it goes at Bama for so many things. Like, yeah, it's not like he wasn't a stud. You know, he just... Yeah, right. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it happens. Um, but then the question comes, you know, are people just not impressed with Trey Lance? Oh, gosh. With Trey Lance because he didn't have enough games, and the games he did have, he didn't show enough. Whereas Mac Jones didn't have a lot of games, but he showed a lot. Right. Of course, you can argue, yeah, well, look at the two teams he's playing with right. and playing against and playing for. But, but at the same time, when people say that, when they're comparing Mac Jones to Justin Fields, and they're like, look who Mac Jones had. Okay, but relatively speaking, 
look at who Justin Fields has compared to the Big Ten. And I'm a Big Ten fan. You know what I mean? But like, he's got he's got the best teams too. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not like. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense to me to only count that in one direction. Um, that, that frustrates me a little bit. So, but and and I know um, was it Orlovsky was getting like hammered for what he said about yeah. Justin Fields. But it doesn't surprise me that someone has come out and said that. Now, could it be an opposing executive? Of course it could. It could just be someone blowing smoke. But right. I feel like for a long time, people right. have been questioning how high should Justin Fields go. Right. And now we're starting to see that the top three might be Lawrence, Wilson, Jones. Could Fields even be five? There we go. There we go. I like it. So, I don't know. It would be interesting to see. I'm glad that my team has nothing to do with a quarterback this year. At least you would think with the way they've set themselves up. Uh, you know the top three are going to be quarterbacks. Who goes at three, I'm not sure. I'm most interested in what we talked about last week, four and five. What are the Falcons going to do? And then what do the Bengals do? Falcons aren't as big of an issue to me. And I would love if they took a quarterback to you know eventually succeed Matt Ryan. Because that just means even more people are available for my Dolphins. Right, exactly. Or but, even just trade out of it for somebody who do, does want that quarterback. Right. I need the Bengals to not take Jamar Chase. That's what I need. They need to take Sewell or Pitts. Because I'm not sold on. I am not a big Pitts fan. Like, I don't know what to think. I I, I really. um, Again, like, I feel like he burst onto the scene, had a great year at Florida this year. So, here's the problem. Like, I'm I'm not 100% sold, but I also look at. I'm not saying. He won't be there with the Eagles not being up there now. But, like,. I also look at the Eagles and I'm like, he might be the best weapon the Eagles would have. You know what? Uh, oh, come not, on. Not counting. You've uh, got to be kidding me. Not counting Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is the best weapon the Eagles have. Not ideal, but we'll be all right. But I, I, if and if the Bengals do take Chase, I don't know what Miami does, and I don't know what I want them to do. Because I'm not sold on Pitts. I know that's kind of blasphemous around the draft community, but I'm not. And, like, I feel like Sewell is a luxury. You know, like, yes. Miami may need help on the offensive line, but, but they need a playmaker. Like, they have a young offensive line, and, like, Sewell supposedly is supposed to be really, really good. It's hard for me to, to really examine uh, a tackle that played for Oregon. You know, how often do we get to watch them play? So I'll take the draft mix uh, word. But I don't know. I just I feel like I need Chase there. Like if they if if it if Chase is gone and it comes down to Sewell or Pitts, I want Sewell. Okay. But I would not be opposed to them taking Waddle there. Right. I don't, I mean, as much as I like Devontae, I just, that's too early for me. Come on. Too early for him? To me, yeah. To me it is. So, what if, what if Chase and Pitts, 
Oh, I guess you just said. You got him. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's really hard for me to figure out what the Eagles are going to... What, what's even going to be there because it's been crazy, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, I would love for one of the playmakers to still be there, you know, like some of the defensive guys. Like some of the defensive guys work their way in there. Um, you know, have all the quarterbacks go. Not all, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like, I would love for Waddle or, honestly, Smith or any of them to slip to where the Eagles could get them. I feel like Smith's most likely to make it outside the top ten. But I just wonder, like, I mean, we've talked about this. Like, if you need one offensive weapons, you take him and don't think twice about it. But he's... Right. Sort of comparable to Rager, or you don't, you're not, you're not, no, not no, exactly no, the no, same, no. but you're not getting the bigger body. The Waddle's not huge either. Like, Chase is by far the number one receiver, uh, and he's one of the better receivers to come out in the last five years or so. Right. So, I'm very excited that I'm hope, really hopeful Miami can get him and and Tua and, and Chase can develop real chemistry. Um, but the Eagles. I feel like there's so many directions they could go. They could go cornerback. Well, they have so many needs. They could go linebacker. I know. I feel like there's part of me that wants to see Parsons go top 10, but I, I think he's going to go more like 11 to 16. So. Right where the Eagles are. Right, yeah, exactly. But I think I mentioned this stat to you last week, too, about how no. Eagles haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round. In uh, like forty years or something. Yeah, forty years. <laughs> so I I don't know. Um, I don't know that Penn State gets any in the first round this year. Um, I think well, more likely it's Oa over Fryermuth because um, well Parsons is gone in the first round. Oh right right sorry I should have said outside of Parsons. Oh yeah yeah. Outside of Mike, I don't know that Penn State no. gets a second I, I guy think, in the first round. Right. Owe is interesting because he put up freakish combine numbers. I feel like he's... Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he went in the first round. I don't know that I'd take him in the first right, round. Right, that, that's where I'm at. I um, don't want to disparage whereas, whereas Penn it's, Stater, it's but... the opposite with Firemuth. Like, I don't think he'll go in the first round, but I think he is going to produce I like a first rounder. I think he will produce better than Owe. Now, if Owe goes in the second round, like, fine. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that. You're taking a, a slight risk on uh, on high ceiling, like and that that's what happens in the NFL draft, especially right. with teams late in the first or in the second round. Um, uh, that pick six really pisses me off. Uh, yeah, so it's interesting. Like, I think I think the key to Owe is that he needs to go to the right system. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like if he gets somewhere with like a, a really good, I, I know this sounds ridiculous because it's the NFL, but like a really good like teacher, you know, kind of like D line coach or wherever they're going to end up putting him. Um, that that's essential because he's going to need to kind of grow into that. Yep. But he's got the physical tools to do it, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, Farnuth, I think, is going to be more of a plug-and-play kind of guy. Like, um, I, I completely agree. And he, he's more of a like pure 
traditional tight end than Pitts so is. Down, yeah, down, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that'll, that could be interesting. I think they'll see some guys go later. Um, so when we when we look at it, um, you know when we look at some of the other Penn State guys, I hope Mennett gets the, gets drafted. Yeah, I would um, like to see him in the fifth or sixth. Like Fries or someone will probably get drafted. So like we'll have some guys there. Oh, you know who else? Like Shaka Tony is another guy who I hope ends up in a good spot and is able to make a team. Yep. Um, and I think he could turn some heads. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But um, but he was the only one doing anything against Indiana at the end. He wasn't doing anything a lot of times, it felt like, in the first five games. Um, so we'll see. But, um, so the draft is Thursday, April 29th. Um, Justin and I are planning on uh, doing what we did last year. Oh. Dropping the ball. Third down now. They need to get it out to midfield. Makes a grab and steps out right away. Nice throw to hit the out route against man coverage for a first down. Um. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm. I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm excited for Penn State to see what they look like this fall. Um, yeah, like was last year just an aberration because of yeah, the circumstances. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, what's Clifford going to do? You know, is, is last year an aberration? He's like, I don't think they're sold. If, if there's somebody in there's a chance for portal after spring practices, I think Penn State's going to maybe hop on it. They haven't shut the door on that. Which would be really interesting. That, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's... I mean, it all depends on who you get. Like, if you get a guy who's coming in... Like, the problem is, I feel like that says, that says what you think about your guys that you have currently too. It's the right. Um, well yeah. With Clifford I think I think it is what it is. Like I think we know like his ceiling Jeez. his ceiling can be alright. He barely had the ball he's getting tackled. But you can yeah. really mess with an offensive Like he, he can be pretty good but he's not and this will sound ridiculous, but in college football terms, he's not what Chase McSorley was for Penn State. You know right? Like and that's that's okay. Like Trace is going to go down as one of the better Penn State. Touch the ball! One of the better Penn State quarterbacks, you know, from production wise and everything like that. So, um, but what's interesting to me is that the underclassmen and some of the guys they have coming in. It's the 11th play um, of the drive. But it's a, well, we'll see. I, I really hope they have something. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I can't believe he held on. All those other ca easy catches and they freaking drop right, right. it. these kind of situations, you're doing something right. We need a score here. I know, I'm watching the clock. I know, I know, I'm just First down. nervous over a video game. <laughs> Story of my life. 
I'm just so nervous to throw the ball. Because I know where I want him to throw it, but he doesn't throw it there. Thirteen play drive. They line up in the jumbo set. Brought down after a nice run up the middle. The Owls are going to call their second timeout. So again, a third down as the offense lines up. Dude, that's horrible too. What do you want me to do? Take the gimme or try to get the seven? Yeah. I try and go for it. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like, look, we're. What's the difference between being down 14 and being down 11 for, for us? Right. Here comes the pressure. And of course. Yeah, that's more likely actually. So, yeah, I All that for nothing. That's so frustrating. So I think we, we're going to receive, right, to start? Uh, yeah, I think so. The Tigers in front, 14 nothing. Oh, my. So, well, here we go. Yeah, I am. Um, let's, let's get an update here on the Phillies. Yeah. It was, what, 6-5? Right, Reese Davis, thanks, guys. Yes. Second half action, just about ready to start here. He just drilled this one. Another big drive. It is 6-6. Six, six. He gets out to about the 15 yard line. Great. The continue to get it done on the defensive side of the football court. Yeah, they've done a good job of building this lead and almost determined here to protect it. Let's see if they can hold on here for the rest of the way. There's got to be some sense of urgency to this offense right now. They don't have the luxury of wasting drives if they want to get back in the game. And he's taken down. The there you go, no wasting drives. That's what they say. <laughs> it's second down, and they're about two yards away from the sticks. <laughs> Up the middle, right, first down. Either way, I feel like South Florida is going to be our worst game so far. Yeah, no matter how the last uh, quarter and a half go here. Fires complete over the middle. He's taken down. Make up for dropping a touchdown. Yeah. The defenders are really going to have to get their heads into this game. That was a big play, and on first down, no less. 
First and ten. Ball on the 42-yard line. Makes it out to about the 50. So I know it's crazy early for prediction time here, but what do you think for Penn State next year? I don't know. Oh God! At first, I'm like, no, you're gonna miss it. He's wide open. Like not you, but the quarterback. And then I'm like, oh no, that that guy's gonna that guy's gonna take it off. Right. So it's third down, and they've got about two yards to go. Um. So, do they have their big games at home? No, Ohio State's not. Oh, Ohio State's on the road. Michigan's at home. Big Cat Bryant. <laughs> that's not an SEC lineman name. I don't know. Right? 67-yard field goal? Here. There you go. Well, I'm not sure I really agree with this call to go for, <laughs> but that's why I'm not coaching, folks. Nice catch. That's the guy that got jacked I up. Didn't, I didn't want to say it when you were running the play, but I'm like, maybe our backup running back can catch the ball out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he can. That's that's so frustrating. Yeah, such a simple play that's guaranteed like four to six yards at a minimum, and he's dropped it like every time. There was a strike over the middle. Tackle made at about the 37 yard line. That'll be a seven yard pickup. Hey, they picked up an ice skate at seven yards on that play. Great pass. Well, I just come back, and that field goal will matter. <laughs> They're going to need about three yards. 14 13. 14 12. Oh. What are you thinking for Penn State? What are you thinking for Penn State? 10 and 2? Yeah. Why not? Well, so here you go. You talk about oh, you got to be kidding. Big, big games are. Our, our big games at home? Um, no. And um, you have to start at Wisconsin week one. Yeah, that does suck. Because what did I say to you when they started off so bad last year? I said, this is why I don't want to hear anyone ever complain when you're seeing them play. When they're playing. When they're playing, you know, Akron and stuff like that in week one and two and three and four. Like, that's why, you know, like, right. At Wisconsin week one. Right. Catch the ball. Like, you're a wide receiver. In my Penn State dynasty, I'm now in 2019, which is year seven. I told you because Austin starts it outside that's linebacker. Right, that's right. But I just got the number one overall recruit that's a wide receiver. He's already like an 83 or something like that. Wow. As, as to when he'll be a true freshman. Gets it out of a hurry. And they couldn't look up. Oh, I was going to say, he was out of bounds. Woo. 
That was huge. Yeah, I shouldn't have blitzed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to look up Penn State's overall schedule because, like, I know the Wisconsin game and the, obviously the Ohio State game. They have Wisconsin. Oh, come on. Come on. I had they play Wisconsin, and then. Do they have Auburn in week two? No, they're not week two, are they? I don't. I don't know. Uh, no, Ball State. Okay. Then Auburn. Then Villanova. Right. Then Indiana. So they have. They start at Wisconsin, but then they have four straight home games. They don't play on the road until October 9th at Iowa. Wow. So at Iowa, too. Man. At, so at Wisconsin, at Iowa, at Ohio State. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't I don't know. I'll say 8-4. Oh, gosh. That would be disappointing to me. I just like looking at the schedule and who they have to play. Like They could be 2-2 two two so, after so, the non so, Yeah. Wisconsin. So here's, here's what's going to happen. Well, I mean, I'd love for this time. We talk about changing expectations. So let me go nine and three, all right? So nine and three, but they win week one at Wisconsin, and all of a sudden I'm thinking national champions. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you're like, right, you're right, yeah. My dad's making fun of us. What else is new? He, he was quiet while we were whipping up on North Texas, though. Yeah. yeah. I guess I need to uh, start throwing the ball a little here. Is, uh, Do you want me to take a timeout to save 15 seconds? Or just let no, it just let it go. So what I would say on the sidelines in front of the, the, the players, too. Like, <laughs> We're never going to score two touchdowns. Just let the clock run. So, yeah, I, oh, I just... My oh, gosh. my. I oh, thank the Lord. Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> the Tigers have a defense I'm glad we kept it close because like we can prove that we can hang. But now it makes that pick six even makes me more mad. <laughs> Both squads are digging in now. Let's see what happens on this next drive. Less than three minutes in the game. Out of bounds, the 24-yard line. It's not the throw I wanted, but better than throwing a pick. It's second and six. Yeah, so. Well, what do you think happens with Penn State running backs? I think they have a huge year. He's got to throw in a hurry. He steps out at the 27. Um, and I think I think Noah King has a good year. You think Kane is yeah. the guy? I don't know if Kevon Lee was going to be the guy. I think or? it's going to be a completely different role, too, because I think, I think the offense is going to be good this year. Um, yeah, so at Wisconsin. So let's just say they start with a loss. So if they start with a loss, 0-1, but they beat Ball State, so we'll say 1-1. I'm going to go with a win against Auburn because they get them at Penn State and the new coach and everything at Auburn. But do you have them beat in Wisconsin? No. So I have them 2-1. Beat Villanova three and one. Beat Indiana at home at Penn State, so four and one. Lose at Iowa, four and two. Beat Illinois, five and two. Lose at Ohio State, five and three. 
And he dropped it. Win at Maryland, 6-3. Beat Michigan at Penn State, 7-3. Beat Rutgers. Michigan State is the last game. Yeah, but beat Rutgers and Michigan State to win 9-3. That's kind of what I have with all three losses kind of coming on the road. Wisconsin, Iowa, and Ohio State. Which, it's crazy to think about, like, man... You win all three of those. You win all three of those. You probably, you absolutely have a shot. But you might have to beat Wisconsin again. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Now, to beat a team week one and to have to play them again at the end of the season is completely different. No, absolutely. It would, it would be awful to beat, like, and I know it won't happen because Michigan State's not that team. But, like, if you had to, like, play a team in the other division and you win that game in the last week of the season then you had to play them again the next week like that would be not fun there was in my Penn State Dynasty on here there was a weird uh, thing that happened with like a couple teams where like it was involved Notre Dame USC like they played each other and then they had to play in the bowl game again like it was just like super weird yes so now here's my question I didn't use any timeouts do we kick it deep oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> I mean, if you want to try the onside, we can. No, I, I've never recovered one, so. Right, but I mean, why not now? No, it's all right. Okay. I'd rather take my chances that you can get them on a three and out with the timeouts, so and I can try to somehow. Man, now I wish we had those 15 seconds. <laughs> no, we wouldn't have the timeouts. Then. Nice drive, nice drive. So. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of just shell-shocked from last year's Penn State season because they were, what, 4-5, and five, turned down a bowl game. Oh, oh what if you would have fumbled? Um, well, you know they're running it, so. I just, like, you know, like, I feel like last year, it, different circumstances, they win at least the, the Indiana and the Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, Indiana and Nebraska. Like, I feel like they easily could have, should have won both of those. They, for some reason, were not in that, what, Maryland game at all. Like, that was the one that just stood out for sure. Like, like Maryland and Ohio State for the most part. But all the other losses, like, the other three losses, it was just like, yeah, like, I guess Iowa wasn't great, but at least Nebraska and Indiana, you could definitely see them winning the game. You know, 6-3 and three isn't what we wanted. You know, we were thinking 8-1, and one, you know? Right, right. But still, like, 6-3 and three would be infinitely better than 4-5. and five. And six and three, maybe they go to a bowl game. They choose to go to a bowl game. Although they didn't go to a bowl game when they were, had won four in a row. But there's so many other extenuating circumstances. It's tough to like hold back. Oh, he should beat me on it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, hopefully we get a full regular schedule. And I think, honestly, eight and four and going to a decent bowl game, I think, would be a pretty good season. Um, fumble, fumble, fumble. But I just I can't see them beating Ohio State. Right. I yeah. I don't think they're going to open the season with a win at Wisconsin. And I don't know what to expect from Iowa, but it's on the road, and we hate playing at Kinnick for you know 
so many years things have gone wrong there, although a couple of things have gone right the last few years. But the last few times we played there, we won, right? Juwan Johnson, and then yeah. two years ago now, this fall will be two years ago, we won then there. So we've actually won at Kinnick the last two times we played, but there's just something about it that doesn't sit well. So they'll strip it and run it in for a touchdown. Or not. Oh, you stopped it. It's fourth down. Oh. Well, it's been fun. I don't know. What do you think about any last words on Penn State 2021 upcoming season? Well, like I said, game. This is ridiculous, but game one is really going to set the tone. Like, am I looking at a nice season, but eh? You know what I mean? Not eh, but like. You no know, dreams of anything really bigger in week one. The, the thing is, with week one, you still have a shot. Like, if you if you win the rest of them. But, like, if you lose at Wisconsin week one, like, I don't know, like, what you do. Yeah, I know. You know, but... short, short, short of, like, blowing out Auburn and stuff, you know, coming on, then you're like, okay, well, maybe they'll get I think the only saving grace this year is that last year – Everyone, and I think the coaches and the players, expected to go in and beat up on Indiana. Yeah. And that when that didn't happen, and then the way they lost, I still contend that he did not. That no, ball was down he, before he it hit the pylon. He did not get in. He did not get in. Um, but I feel like that completely took any win that was in the sales. You know, this is already a weird COVID year to begin with. Right, but they knew it was over then. But yeah, I think that they're like, well, there goes any shot at anything right. big. And then you get smoked by Ohio State, smoked and really there goes any chance. By Ohio now. State, and then you look awful against Maryland. Right. Maryland was just the, that was like the, the yeah. And the, then they the follow through yeah. of those butt kickings the first they two weeks. They can't beat Nebraska when they should have. They can't beat Iowa. They didn't look great those in games, that Those games, they just couldn't get out of their own way. Right. Because they felt And then all of a sudden they go on a four-game tear, including a win over Michigan. Right. But, I feel like this year's different. Even if they lose to Wisconsin, it's on the road in Madison. That's tough. Wisconsin's well, and, and a good some of it team. Is how do they look? Like they didn't look good in that loss to Indiana. Right. You know what I mean? Like, do they look good? But Wisconsin's just good. You know, like that. That's one of those big things. And you could avenge that loss to Wisconsin if you win out. Like I know that's getting way ahead of ourselves, but right. like, you know. What you hope for is if if you lose to Wisconsin Week One, you hope Wisconsin goes undefeated, and then you beat them. At, you're 11-1, and, and you yeah. beat them in the Big Ten Championship game. Right, but, I mean, that means going to Ohio State, going to Iowa, beating Michigan at home, well, not those, choking against... I to beat Wisconsin in... Right, in not not choking against one in, against one of the inferior opponents later. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll honestly, see. like... I but, feel, but if they win that game, if they win that game, man, that Auburn game looks huge. Yeah. Like, the Indiana game, you know, is huge, like... It, it, Every it year, get exciting at that point. Other than the year, like the year, the two years following the surprise Big Ten championship in 2016, 17 to 18, those years I expected to win 11 or 12 games and be challenging for a spot in the the playoff. That didn't happen. I mean, they they won like 11 or 12 games, but right. they lost too many earlier in the right. season that it sucked at the end of the year. Now at this point, like I just want. A great year to me would be ten and two, and a New Year's Six bowl. Right, like that's always what I want. Which Obviously, I, I want eleven or twelve. I but. know, like the that twenty seventeen loss at Michigan State that was just bad, but that was like the four hour rain delay. 
The year before that, or the game before that, though, the Ohio State one. They should have won that one. They should have. They were up double digits, and... In the fourth quarter. And it, they, they put up 30-some points at Ohio State. That's a perfect example of, in the biggest games, the defense hasn't shown up. I, I stand by that. Like, look at USC Yeah, you've said that Bowl. plenty of times, like, yeah. The biggest games, the defense hasn't shown up, and that's been frustrating. Like, they, the defense has won some big games, but in the biggest games, the defense hasn't gotten it done. Right. So, no, you're right. Um, that frustrates but me. I'm right now I'm going to say 8-4. and four. Um, I'm going to go 9-3. and three. I just, I like, I feel they, like... I think they pull off one of those on the road, but they'll probably lose another one somewhere else. Wisconsin, Ohio State, Iowa are, I feel like, probably losses, and then you have Auburn, uh, Auburn at home, and... Then you got to win the other games, including Michigan and Indiana. Now those are both at home, but right, yeah. I, I don't know. So we'll obviously be talking a lot more about Penn State in the future. We've got, um, you know, a good four and a half months until those games kick off, and we'll be starting our NFL previews in about a month. We got the NFL draft coming up, and I think I started to say it, but Justin and I are pre- planning on doing a first round live podcast on Thursday, April 29th. and um. But we got two more shows before then. Up next is April 18th. We'll have episode 332, and we will have games 8 and 9. If we want to uh, become bowl eligible, we're probably going to have to... Well, we're definitely going to have to win those two. So do you want to advance it and see who we play next? Sure. Since uh, I got the recruiting done. Requires you to know how to use the controller. There you go. So we are at UTSA. So the Roadrunners, we play at Texas San Antonio next. Losing by a touchdown to Auburn. See, ah, we didn't kick the field goal or I didn't get the touchdown, which I should have had. And I threw that pick, pick six. And that's against Auburn at Auburn. Like, we right. hung in there. Right. Like, right. we hung in there. We were ready. Now, they weren't great this year. Three and four, now four and four. But you can tell that we're ready to break through. If we can get some more talent on the roster, that's right. We that's we right. can we that's that, right. that two and five could be four and three. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's fun to play. Justin and I just do that in our quote free time, which uh, is not abundant. So we're 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 getting better. Hopefully, as we go, and I think you're seeing that. But it would be nice to. Um, get a winning record this year, roll into year two at Florida Atlantic and maybe make some noise and, and upset some of these bigger programs that we're playing. Because we chose to play um, Miami, Florida, and Auburn. You know, we edited the schedule, and we'll do the same thing when we get to season two. That's right. We're going to play these big boys, and hopefully we can what beat was it? one was of them. Was it BYU? Anybody, anywhere, anytime? Yeah, something like that. But, but then didn't want to. No, right. I say, yeah. that. I say that. That's unfair. Hey, we got another commit. And there we go. Left guard. So... And we didn't lose out anyone else, I don't think. Oh, yeah, Dan, the running back, committed the, of course, USF. Oh, and someone locked us out. But that's okay. So uh, we got uh, Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, up next. And uh, Justin will be on offense when we come back on Sunday, April 18th. And um, we might have to um, figure out if we can play a couple games in between now and then because <laughs> two. That? What's that? Just how bad Florida Atlantic faces UTSA in Conference USA doormat battle. <laughs> oh sweet! Well, good. That means we could hopefully win. Although we thought that against uh, what Marshall and South Florida too. Right. So yeah, the the good teams are the ones we've hung around on. Yeah. So I don't know. Justin and I might have to hook up see if we can get something going here um, this week or next week after our next show because in two weeks we have a bulldog hour. 
and then we have the draft that Thursday, right, right. and then we're off for two weeks. So because we missed two of these at the beginning of this, we're two weeks behind because we wanted to be starting season two in mid-May when we start our NFL preview. So um, Justin and I might try to attempt to get another couple games in here somewhere, um, or I might have to get a game in here somewhere just so that we can wrap this all up. Um either on the show next week or in between. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. But UTSA is 3-5, and five, so if we want to possibly come bowl eligible next week or whenever we play, is a big one. So, Justin, do you have anything else to add before we go? No. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in and watching us. Be sure to check out jmnjrradio.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, on Apple and Google or wherever you can find podcasts. Check out SoundCloud. We're on there as well. And uh, we will be back to discuss the sports world while we play our NCAA Football 14 Dynasty in one week's time. Until next time, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at jomaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time... <laughs>